I encourage you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to read the first four verses. And if you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to leave it open. We're going to look at that a little more intently as we go through this morning's message. This is the story of Abram, the call of Abram. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed with you, through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Here in the reading of God's holy and inspired word. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and our minds today. That these simple few words, it's these simple instructions that you gave to Abram may speak to us, may touch our hearts and minds so that we can live and serve you fully. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm following up. If you were here a few weeks ago, if you weren't, I'll do that sermon first. <laughs> we'll teach you not to miss a Sunday. But the last time I was here, we talked about our, our relationship with God and our faith walk. And I talked about the wedding with the kids and how we, we start with just a name, kind of a, like a relationship and how it, relationships in our life bloom and we, we get married to somebody and then we celebrate anniversaries and how that's, that's similar to the church where we get to know Jesus Christ and then we get to build a relationship with Jesus Christ and we make a covenant to live for Jesus Christ our whole life. So when we get to that point in that stage, and I encourage you to, to, to speak with uh, Nate or Scott about where you are and how, we, how they can help you in your process, I want to follow up the process and talk to you about what do we do, and as you can see this morning, there's opportunities to serve in the church, but what do we do with our life? How many of you know the name Adam and Eve? Anybody ever heard of Adam and Eve here? Just... I gotta, I gotta know my audience so I know who I'm talking to. And if you raise your hand, then I don't have to explain much and we will get out of here earlier. So there's the key. So every time you raise your hand, okay? All right, let's pray and we'll leave. No. Adam and Eve, they were deceived by the serpent. They fell into sin. Sin entered the world. And sin spread. Adam and Eve's children Cain killed Abel. Sin entered the world. It became so bad that God became grieved and he brought about the flood as we talked about the water. Sin had spread and it was so bad and God was grieved. He says, I'm going to destroy the earth except for Noah and his family. Now, we would call that a new start or a do-over. How many of us wouldn't like to have do-overs in our life? 
Uh, we've, all, we've all messed up or we've all had something in our life and said, boy, i sure like to go back and do that over again. Not that we want to go back and live our whole life, but certain situations we say, I'd like to do that differently and do it over. So, there's a do-over. God wiped out everything but Noah and his family. So you think, this is a fresh start. Things are going to be different. It's going to be exciting. But not long after that, what happens? The people get together and they decide they want to build a tower up to the heavens. Why do they want to build a tower? Not for the glory of God. But you read in Genesis, it says, to make a name for themselves. Sin did not go away with the flood. Sin still, and sin runs rapid again. God confuses the language, and the people separate. They separate, and sin spreads. And that is the introduction to where we find this man with two names. Today we read the man's name is Abram. Well, what do we know about Abram? He's a son of Terah. He was born to his father when his father was 70 years old. Now you may think, well, they didn't have much time together. But his father lived to be 205. So they had quite a few years together. I was just thinking, you know, I wonder what it looked like at his 200th birthday party when they had all the candles on the cake and they said, you know, what did you, did you ever expect to make it to 200? <laughs> he had three brothers we know about. One of his brothers died before his father. They were living in the land of Haran. When Abram received a message from God, and God changed his name to Abraham, be part of his covenant plan of salvation. So what do you learn from that introduction? Very little. He had a father, he had you know, brothers, he had to have a mother, but we don't know anything about her. Very little information. But what we do see and what we often overlook is this is an ordinary man. He's not any extraordinary person. He doesn't have a, a big degree. He doesn't have a lineage of things. He's an ordinary person. And that gives us great comfort and great hope because I'm looking at a bunch of ordinary people. That's who we are. We're ordinary people who are called by God to do extraordinary things. God makes a special covenant with this man with two names. And Abram does nothing special. All he is is obedient to God. And that's what we need to be. We just need to be obedient. As you, as you heard this morning in the, the video, Nate, I'm just going to keep plugging your videos and your things this morning to help you out. But those were not, I didn't see anything about uh, we need another person to preach on a Sunday morning. You know, it, it wasn't about being somebody who is recognized. You don't need a platform. You don't need to be up here. 
as, as we, were, we were praying to begin this, this, this service this morning, I said, you know, this is, I'm only one person who has about 25 minutes of your time in a day. What is that going to accomplish? But you are, you are numerous people who can go out into the world and touch many people. You don't need to be on the internet with a recognizable face. You don't need thousands of followers on Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat. You just need to be you, an ordinary person who goes out and shares the blessings God has poured into your life. You need to be open to being a hose that lets the good news of the gospel flow through you. God's intent is not for us to be sponges. If you came here this morning just for yourself, it's like, uh, I need something for God and I want something and God doesn't give it to me, I'm going to be upset with God. You need to come so that God, you know, the blessings that we receive are the blessings that flow through us. We're going to look at what being a conduit looks like in Abram's life. But as we look at Abram's life, remember, your life is different. You're not living in his time. The first step in being a blessing is taking a, a step of faith. Step of faith. Oh, I can't do that. I, I can't preach. It's God, I took a step of faith, and it's God who, who, who uses me, who, who allows me to take this and flow through me. It's not me. The first step is a step of faith. How many of you have ever ziplined? I've done that a couple of times. It, it, it's really invigorating, it's really exciting, it's really scary. You climb up on, on this platform, and, and you look out, and you have this harness on you, and it's very, you know, there's not much to it. And you clip this little hook on this line, and, and you step off, and you think, okay, <laughs> I hope I make it to the other end safely, that I don't go down. But where is your faith? That faith's not in me because I didn't do anything. My faith is that somebody prepared that tower, somebody prepared that line, somebody put it up, somebody did all the work. And my faith is just stepping off the platform. That's what God says. He says, you know, uh, I'm the blessing. I'm the one who will protect you. I'm the one who will care for you. I'm the one who will provide for you. But you need to take that first step. We need to have faith in God to take that first step. Now, our, our first step may not be as challenging as Abram. Let's, let's look at chapter 12, the first verse. The Lord said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Now look at all he has to, leave your country. 
Leave your people. Leave your father's household to go to a land I will show you. Now, if you don't understand, but back in those days, land was very important. Uh, farmers will understand that, you know, the, the, the land that you own, you know, this is a good land and I, I farm it and this, you know, land was important to those people. We see that in the New Testament. Jesus of Nazareth. Not Jesus Smith, Jesus Jones, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. The country, the land, the people was important. And God says, I want you to leave all that. Now, here's something that we, we may overlook. Look at the last part of that verse. Go to the land, I will show you. How many of you ever, you know, growing up or hearing this story think, well, God's going to take him to a land, he's going to give it to him. Go to the land, I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to take care of it. He says, go to the land, I will show you. You still have to do the work. You still have to, but you, you take that step of faith. I'll show you, I'll get you there, but you need to do the work. That's with us. When you commit to serving and being a blessing and letting God use you, you still need to do the work. You don't sit back and say, okay, I've agreed to work for God, but I'm not going to do anything. Now, he said, leave your country, your people, your father's household. And then if you jump down to verse 4, it says, so Abram left. It doesn't say he put a for sale sign up, waited till it's sold, because once it's sold, that means that I can leave. It doesn't say he went and talked it over with his wife and kids and say, what do you think about if we move? God said leave. He left. God knocks on your heart and says go. You need to go. Now, for those of you who are scared this morning, you think I'm telling you, you got to move, you got to you, you just, you know, tonight, today or tomorrow, you just, no, I'm not saying you have to leave where you're at. What I'm saying is you need to leave any life of sin behind you and go forward and move forward in serving and living for God. Um, he's not calling us to move somewhere. That's not a blanket calling just because he called Abraham means we all have to move and leave. So he goes to the land that God will show him. So what do we leave? We leave behind any of our selfishness. You, you heard in the video, you know, I work full time. You know, I probably take care of the house and the family and I work full time. I don't have any more time. Well, yeah, there's time. There's always time. It's how we use that time. God asks us to leave and claim a new life. He wants us to go through our life. He wants, he shows us where to go. But we need to take that step of faith. We need to begin that journey. Now God never abandoned Abram, but he never did all the work. I want you to remember that. 
Is it because I'm saying this and you're going to take a step of faith and everything's going to go, wow, it's just, it's just going to go so smoothly. And so you're going to have some roadblocks. You're going to have some, some struggles. You're going to have some difficulties. But, but God's going to get you there. Abram is obedient. Let's look at verse 2. We're, going to really, we're really going to dissect verse 2 uh, now. This is where God pours out his blessing on Abraham, on Abram. In verse 2, the first thing, I will make you into a great nation. A great nation. What does that mean? Well, us as parents, we get all excited because that means we're going to have a lot of grandkids and we're going to have a lot of great-grandkids. And that's exciting. And we are part of that great nation. We are the descendants of Abram. Now, this is a challenge. I said that, that the things aren't going to be easy because he promised, God promises Abram he's going to be a great nation, but what's the problem? He's 75 years old and his wife is barren. She can't have kids. Now, there's a little problem, isn't it? You think you've got some big hurdles in life. This is a big hurdle. But with God, all things are possible. When God makes a promise, he will carry through on it. So that's the first thing. You will be made into a great nation. Now look at the second part of that. And I will bless you. What's the first thing when you think about blessings? A lot of wealth and a lot of fame, right? Who, who, who gets all the blessing? You look at people and go, oh, look at all they've got. They got that big house and they got all those cars and they take all these vacations. And they are blessed. Every one of us sitting here this morning is blessed. We are blessed because we are we're children of God. We know God. And He loves us. And that's the greatest blessing. I've experienced many times over my career going into a situation, a, a hospital room, or at somebody's home, and I think, well, I, I'm going to minister to them because they're in a tough situation. And boy, God whacks me over the head and gets my attention, and I walk away and say, wow, in the midst of their struggles and their situation, they blessed me. How can they do that? Because that is God. God working through them to be a blessing no matter what the situation is. So we are called. We are called. And God blesses us. The first thing that comes to mind is, is greatness and wealth. But what do you do with all your awards and trophies? Hmm? You recycle them, right? I have to figure out what to do with my hundreds of trophies. I'm lying. I'm in church. I shouldn't do that. I only got four of them. <laughs> but but what, what do you do? I mean, they're, they're memories of something in the past, but you just, you know, they don't mean much. So, great nation, bless you. Next, I will make your name great. Wouldn't that be wonderful? 
You open up the, the paper, you watch the news tomorrow, and there's your name. The Great. John the Great. Bill the Great. Sally the Great. Well, his name is great, but it's not at this time. It's as people look back and they reflected how he was obedient and how he allowed God to use him. How many people know, not only know the name of Abram, but the story of Abram? In the Bible, we read, God is the God of who? The God of Abraham, Isaac. Oh, that's a great name. I'd like somebody to say someday, he's the God of Pastor Brian. Not because of me, but because he is the God. But we're not doing it just so that our name can be great. But Abram is made into a great name because he allows God to use him. And he's receptive. The next, and you will be a blessing. Your name will be great and you will be a blessing. And that's the key point this morning. You will be a blessing. What does that mean to be a blessing? That means you put others in front of yourself. You serve because other people are more important. You give because people are important. You're an encourager. You're in positive influence on others. You are a hose and not a sponge. You are not to take the word of God here this morning and say, wow, that was great, and go home and just keep it for yourself all week. You're to take these words and to spread them to others. In the last is verse 3. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse you. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. You know, that's very comforting. Because there's times that people will say things about you. And you can yell at them, or you can get mad, you can get angry at them, but you know what? <laughs> when God gets back at them, they're really going to be in trouble. God will bless those who bless you, and he will curse those who curse you. God will take care of that. They're going to receive much more anger by God than me. So we are today sitting here as the blessing of Abram. But we also need to be a blessing to others. We need to continue that. You know what season it is? I think summer, it's hot. No, it's harvest season. It's harvest season in the church because the fields are ripe for people to share the good news that Jesus is the greatest blessing that we can ever receive. So I challenge you. Live your life as a hose, allowing God's word and the truth of God's word and his blessings to flow through you. And don't just soak it up like a sponge. You know, you're the only one who can choose what you, can do, what you do with it. Oh, others can talk to you, others can try to influence you, but you're the only one that can make that decision. So I want you to 
Close your eyes and bow your head as we pray. And listen. Listen to God calling your name today to go out and be a blessing. Heavenly Father, in the stillness of this time, you speak. It's not the words of my lips, but it's the calling of you on the hearts of your people. Lord, we, it's not difficult to understand the challenge this morning. It's a very simple concept. But what can be difficult for us is sometimes we are selfish. We're so caught in this sinful world that we don't have the faith to take that first step. Will he hold me up? Will he, will he get me to the other side? Will he care for me and provide for me? I don't know. Well, we do know. But we don't trust and have that, that faith. So I pray, Lord, that there'll be great first steps that are taken from this day forward. That this, this community, this world will be changed because we have people who are, are seeking to be a blessing to others by sharing the truth of God's word. Thank you for calling us by name and giving us your name. In your name we pray.